0: John chapter 11, verse 35, guess what that verse says? Shortest verse in the Bible. John chapter 11, verse 35, Jesus wept. And if you're going to start memorizing the Bible, this is a good verse to start with, right? The easiest one. It's so short, this one verse raises a lot of questions. Why was Jesus weeping? He was God in the flesh. No matter what challenges he faced, he knew how all of it was going to end, did he not? I mean, he's about to raise Lazarus from the dead, yet he's weeping over Lazarus being dead. How many of you know it doesn't make sense, in a way? It just doesn't make sense. He's God in the flesh. No matter what challenges he faces, he knows how all of it's going to end. He was going to be victorious. He was going to overcome death. He would provide salvation to the world. So why is he crying? So we got to zoom out a little bit and let this two-word verse gain a fuller context of what's happening that brought Jesus not only to tears, but weeping. How many of you know there's a difference between tears slowing down your face and outright weeping? Amen? Towards the end of Jesus' ministry, and that's a key phrase, towards the end of Jesus' ministry on earth, his dear friend Lazarus had died. Lazarus, the brother to Mary and Martha, he was dead. And Jesus was very close to this family. We learn in John chapter 11, verse 2, Mary was the woman who anointed Jesus' feet with ointment and wiped them with her hair. In Luke chapter 10, verses 38. 42 Martha had previously welcomed Jesus into her home although she was distracted at the time you remember the story where we get the phrase Martha Martha from what did we find out last week if Jesus or the Holy Ghost ever says your name to you twice you better pay attention amen you need to pay attention the sisters were very sorrowful at the passing of their brother though early on listen to the phrase early on they still had hope they knew jesus personally and knew of the miracles he could perform healing the sick and giving sight to the blind surely he would raise their brother from the dead once word got to jesus about lazarus death the bible tells us he waited two more days before he headed to judea to see mary martha Mary, Martha, and to deal with Lazarus. As the days passed, put yourself in their shoes. As the days passed, the sisters lost hope. Jesus had not come soon enough. Have you ever felt that way? Jesus didn't come fast enough to meet my need. As their hope for their brother's resurrection faded, their grief grew more and more. Reality set in that their brother was gone. And there was nothing anyone could do about it. Not even Jesus. Once Jesus finally arrived, Martha, it says in John eleven twenty one, 21. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus met Mary, she came to the same conclusions. She's no different than Martha. Now, when Mary came to where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. In other words, this prayer is the one we pray, if you had just done things the way I expected you to do them. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. John eleven thirty two. 32. At this point, people had gathered with Mary and Martha as they mourned the loss of their brother. When Jesus heard their words and saw the sadness of the people around him, the Bible tells us he became moved and he wept. The two-word verse highlights the fact that the writer wants us to pause here for a moment. This weeping was not something to gloss over or ignore. It was intentional and it was packed with meaning. So why the weeping here? are three reasons why I believe that Jesus wept. Number one, Jesus wept for the pain of his friends. He saw the suffering of the people and the pain death causes. Jesus deeply cared about Mary and Martha and Lazarus. Although he already knows this happened to glorify God and that in a few minutes Lazarus would return them, he still felt their pain he was empathetic to their loss when you genuinely care about someone when they hurt you hurt we're built that way jesus weeping here shows his true care and love for them god never takes our pain lightly even if he knows he will restore everything we've lost Like a good father, he doesn't enjoy seeing us in pain any more than we enjoy seeing our own children suffering pain, even if he knows that pain will lead to a greater good. One of the greatest gifts we can give someone who is hurting is our presence and sharing in their suffering. There's a Swedish proverb that says, shared joy is double joy, shared sorrow is, Is half sorrow. Jesus wanted to take on their pain. Reminding us that no matter what hurts or pains we face in life. Jesus is right here with us. He's not afraid to meet us in our despair. And our darkness. He's the first one to meet us in our valleys. Amen. Number two. Jesus wept for their lack of faith. The second reason Jesus wept was because they lacked faith. All those that were around him when he arrived, when Jesus first told his disciples they would head back to Judea, they reminded him that the last time he was in Judea, he almost was stoned to death. They were operating in fear and not faith. It says in John eleven fourteen through 16, that they attempted to discourage Jesus. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Well, let us go, that we may die with him. Jesus intentionally waited to go to Lazarus to bring God glory. Once Lazarus was raised from the dead, still the disciples planned to go to Judea with Jesus to die with him, not to see Lazarus raised from the dead. As we've already read, once Jesus reached Judea, Mary and Martha warned Jesus that it's too late. You ever said that to Jesus? Lazarus had been dead for days. There's no way they believed he could come back to life. When Jesus told Martha that he would still raise her brother, she reasoned. She knew enough to say this. In John 11, verses 23 and 24, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Martha believed Lazarus would one day rise again, but not that day. Not that day. Jesus reminded her, John 11, verses 25 through 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die Yet shall he live, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? He asked her. He knows that, our faith, that leads to our, our faith leads to our salvation, our peace, and our joy. Jesus wanted the people to believe in him. Still, they seem to be focused on whether Jesus got to Judea on time. Have you ever noticed that we major on the minors too much? We major on the minors. They were concerned with Jesus' timing being too late as well as the fact that Lazarus was probably starting to smell. He'd been in the grave long enough to begin to deteriorate, his body to deteriorate. John eleven thirty nine. 39. Jesus was grieved because all the answers to their needs were right in front of them, yet they seemed to miss it. They seemed to miss the power of, of Jesus. This lack of faith made Jesus weep. Because what he truly wants from us. Is our faith. Unconditional. Unwavering faith. That can't be. Watered down. Destroyed. Stopped. Amen. Hebrews eleven six 6 says. And without faith. It is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. There weren't many people who impressed Jesus. You remember that sermon we preached on that? There weren't many people who impressed Jesus. But the few who did all had one thing in common, a bold faith in him. Jesus wants us to believe in him, not to make himself feel better, but because he knows it's our faith that leads to our salvation, our peace, and our joy that we can only find in Him. Third point. Here's where it gets easterly. Third point is Jesus wept for His coming suffering. Part of it chokes me up every time I go over these notes. Jesus wept because Lazarus' death and resurrection reflected his own. Jesus knew within a short time he would die. He too would die and be placed in a tomb. He knew he would ultimately overcome death And rise from the dead just like Lazarus. But he also knew it would be an extremely difficult road to walk. Closer to his death Jesus prayed in Mark chapter 14 verse 36. And he said Abba father all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me yet not what I will. But what you will. He didn't want to die on the cross but he did want to glorify his father. We may sometimes weep in this fallen world but in Jesus we have a greater hope. In Psalm 126 verses 5 and 6 it tells us those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. He who goes out weeping bearing the seed For sowing shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. Jesus had to suffer. He had to endure the pain. He had to weep so that one day we don't have to. One last verse in closing. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 encourages us in this hope. He, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And death shall be no more. And neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Have you ever had a good cry? and then you felt better afterwards? I can only think of a couple of things that would make us weep in a way that Jesus himself could be the only one that could wipe the tears from our eyes. I think it has something to do with, first of all, the grace of God. We're there. We're there by the grace of God. And we know we were pretty messy when we were here. But God's grace was powerful in our lives. I think the second thing is all those people that we look around to see that aren't there. That's weeping. Amen. And once we go through that, Jesus himself wipes all of the tears away and we never no, You ever heard the phrase, there's no crying in baseball? Well, I looked at there. You know, the word of God basically says after that, there'll be no tears in heaven. Why? There will be no need. Tears in heaven, you know, it's kind of like Ruthie and I've talked about this very, very often. We've been married for you know 40 something years, so we kind of wonder, you know, what about our lives here will we miss when we get to heaven? She goes, Do you think we'll know each other? And uh, I said these words to her because I'm stupid. I said to her, well, I think that, you know, when I see you in heaven, I'll know that that's the woman that sat across the table from me and burnt my toast. And so, <laughs> <laughs> trust me, guys, don't go there, all right? I would imagine by now, because that was years ago, she's probably forgotten about it, all right, that I said that she burnt my toast. Okay, all right. Well, she doesn't like the burnt toast joke then. That's what you'll find out, all right? But... Um, One of the things we won't need in heaven is marriage the way we have it here. Ruth loves me. I love her. We're going to know each other for eternity. It's just, you know, it's just going to be different in heaven. And all of those things that we think we're going to miss, there'll be no time for it. There'll be no time for it. It's Easter. What a beautiful day. I know we sang a lot of songs. And um, I had a good time. You know, I mess the girls up pretty regularly, but they love me anyway. I say they love me anyway. They love me anyway. And uh, they bear with me and all. Uh, you know what? Don't, don't let another Easter go by in your life without, you know, it's a great checkup day. Take a look inside. You know, you're one prayer away from getting, drawing closer to God. Amen? Every prayer you pray to God, every time you talk to God, you draw one step closer. Amen? I will give you a solemn warning. This is no time in the history of mankind to be playing around with your salvation. This is no time in the history of mankind for you to put things off for a better day. All right? Um... If, the, if anything, you should have learned in the last year is God does not tolerate mediocrity. God deals with it. So let me say plainly, once again, the pandemic wasn't about the unsaved. It was about God getting the attention of the church that's supposed to be doing things correctly, supposed to be doing things right. Amen? It's the church that needed to repent. What's the world got to repent for? They need to get saved, right? But the children of God need to repent, listen to him, be obedient, start taking your time in the word seriously, start taking your prayer life more seriously. And God help us to keep our hands off of the things of the world that we're not supposed to embrace. God help us, amen. Help us to live repentant lifestyles. So I want you, I want you to stand with me this morning. Um, you had an idea about a, about a song. All right. I'm going to pray for these people. Come strap on a guitar. Worship team, get up here. Um, Father, in Jesus' name, while the worship team comes up here, I, I just want to take a moment, Father, to thank you, Lord, for this Easter Sunday. What a wonderful wonderful day this has been you have spoiled me father thank you lord jesus thank you holy spirit father in jesus name forgive us all of our sins and shortcomings remind us father that if we want to go to heaven we got to be confident that our names are written in the lamb's book of life and that's nothing to play about nothing to play with it's uh something we need to pay attention to you got another copy of that song in there I, i put one on there father in jesus name Thank you, Lord, for forgiving us for our sins and shortcomings. Thank you, Father, for reminding us that uh, it's important for us to reach out to you in prayer. And everyone that's in the sound of my voice can make this prayer theirs just by reaching out to you. But what's important, Father, is what we do with the rest of this day, with the rest of next week, with the rest of this month, uh, with the rest of this year, with the rest of our lives. May we pay close attention, Father, to what, You're leading and guiding us to do. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and praise. And everybody said? Amen. Fellowship together while we sing this song. If you want to kick up some feet, kick up some feet. Amen.